Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. This is the Brecky Show. It is the start of the work week. It's Monday, the twenty fifth of January. If you're listening to the live uh, live broadcast, positive, positively different radio. This morning you're with Minnie and Renee. Good morning, Minnie. Good morning. <laughs> We've actually been sitting here quite quietly, both uh, doing our work, getting ready for the day. But <laughs> we are, in fact, alive and ready. Um, how are you feeling, Renee? What What are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? This morning, I woke up. <laughs> no, look, that's I'm... always a great place to start. <laughs> One of the best, in fact. <laughs> I woke up and I thought, "What am I grateful for?" And I remembered, "Oh, I'm so excited to have breakfast because I'm going to have <laughs> pineapple." Hey, <laughs> oh, you pineapple. like pineapple, don't you? I love. I believe. Yes. I believe they belong on pizzas. In fact, yes. I believe pineapples should have pizzas on top of them. <laughs> <laughs> Shell's putting her thumbs down, but uh. oh, you've got it, absolutely. Yeah. Also, like I'm a fan of pineapple on like a burger, yes, like just a slice of absolutely yeah. and beetroot and beetroot. Got to have that on a burger. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a no from Renee. That was oh, that's nice. <laughs> but Shell's giving us a yes to the beetroot. So, <laughs> what are you grateful for, Minnie? Oh, so many things actually. So I have to move out of my house. Yes. My house went out. So we have until Tuesday, so tomorrow. Um, I kind of started yesterday. My housemate started like days ago, but I was like, oh, I've got time. <laughs> um, I have this tendency of just assuming things will work out for the best, even when I have zero planning or foresight of how that's going to happen. So I have like, we, where we're moving into, it's like another house share. There's way more people. It was already already furnished, which is awesome. Mm. But I was like, ah, we have all these big, massive couches, which I don't know how to move another teeny tiny car. And then two of our, my housemates' friends were there yesterday. And so they it took all of them. And I was like, praise the Lord. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just thankful worked for out. people, it actually. It out. <laughs> Well, you, you know, it did. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is the problem. It always does. Yeah. So I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Fully, I think it's time for some positively different news. Yes, there is. Okay, so there is the news about this man. His name is um where is he? He's a Rob Sparks. So Rob Sparks in just fifteen months he weighed. Okay, let me see. I just converted this from pounds to kilograms. <laughs> nice. Weighed two hundred kilograms, and he lost. Uh, he lost. Ooh, he lost one hundred and three kilograms mm. in fifteen months. That's by, solid. Yeah, it's a lot. It's wow. half his body his body yeah. weight. So he lost that much um, and he completed a full marathon. Now you're probably like, why is this important? Well, the motivation, <laughs> why is this in positive news? I, I really like this story because it came, the, he decided to change. He's 31 years old and he recognized he didn't have energy to play with two, his two little kids. And this realization happened about a year ago and he decided to change his eating habits and he ta- he took up running during the pandemic. And that's what has aided to his weight loss. So prior to his weight loss, he was eating 6,000 calories a day. And and he just led a life where he said that he was very lazy. And all he would do, the furthest he would walk for us was from work down to the shop to get food. And he detailed his, his, his typical day. He said he had a toast before work, a bacon roll, Coke, some chips in the, for um, snack, a burger, fries, a sandwich. Then he'd go to the vending machine, get chocolate, start snacking for more chips, go home after work, eat, eat a big dinner. And then he'd watch a movie and eat popcorn. 
And then he said he also would drink two liters of Coke every day. But he said, I just couldn't stop. I got in a really bad rut. Mm. His doctor was very surprised to hear that he didn't have any um, any medical health issues yet, but it was only a matter of time before he would develop diabetes and joint problems. And he said, um, Rob Sparks, this man, he says that I only had my second child and I was worried I wouldn't be around for my children. Well, yeah. So in September 2019, he changed his diet and he started trying to lose weight. And he says that I don't really snack anymore, but I eat a lot of chicken and veggies. And after losing some weight, he turned his attention to physical fitness. And so in March of last year, 2020, he started running using um, an app and he joined running a running club. So I think his change in his healthy lifestyle got him um, connected with his community. Mm. Got, he, he was part of this running club in his community. He also was a better example to his family. Um, and he also is was like, I like that he said he wanted to be there for his kids. He wanted to be around. He said that his relationship with his wife improved. And it, right now he's planning for four marathons in 2021 this year. Um, and he's going to run the longest marathon uh, back where he is. It's about 80 kilometers. He's going to uh, and he's been raising money on that front, you know, running to to to, do- to donate money. So he's doing really well. Rob Sparks. Yeah. Props to the bro. Hey, like. Anytime you're doing big life habit changes, mm-hmm. that can be really hard. It's very difficult. Because it's fully changing up your normal. And yeah. I, when it's a health thing too, yeah. right? Like you really have to commit to that. Yeah. But I guess as you were just saying, you know, like he's got his reasons for doing it. Yes, he's got his why. Yeah. yeah. And and I've noticed that again and again with people when they have their why, or particularly family. Mm. I find family is a big one when you go, oh, this might actually impact these people who I really care yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, man, go him. Yeah. Well done you, <laughs> Rob Sparks. <laughs> um, and for him. like 80 kilometers. That's a long <laughs> run. That's a long run. <laughs> I don't know. But, Full yeah. respect. Yeah. Full respect here. And like you said, it is hard to make changes yeah. in your life, especially um, – People who I've been reading a lot into like food addiction and mm. that's a big thing to change. You've got to really work on your mindset and yes. how you relate to food because you have to eat every day, you know? Absolutely. So it's yeah. not something you can just cut off, go cold turkey. It's uh-huh. something that you have to learn how to manage in a way that's healthy. And there's also triggers of like the environment you're in, right? Yes. Like I don't know if you've noticed this, but sometimes I find going into a new environment for me mm. can can help. doesn't mean I will, but can help mm. change a habit just because – I don't know. It's just, it's all new. Yeah. Whereas if it's, I'm in the same house with the same people and the same couch or the same workspace with a vending machine or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just, it can become so unconscious. Oh, that's what I do. Yeah. You know, it's like when people have their phone, you just naturally pick it up and you're like, wait, don't need to look at it. Exactly. Put that down. Like, yeah. just to I'll just add, add something to this Um, real quick. So most, if you don't know, I my background is a Pacific Islander and a big part of our culture and the environment is mm, eating, eating together. together. And although we have a lot of fun and eat, like you can come to a church lunch at, at an Islander church and the food will literally be piled. Yes. Like yes. <laughs> literally. It's real. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've seen it with your own eyes. And the uh-huh. point is that you eat as much as you want and then there, be, there should be heaps for leftovers, leftovers. to take home. Yeah. 
But the problem with that is that it leads to a lot of obesity and diet problems. Mm. And we all know, like, science shows and we know within ourselves that that has a big impact on our lives, on our mind, our mindset, on our children, um, and just the way we live our lives. Like, the more you eat, just, the, like, you know, you have less energy. You're not able to do and to live the life that God has, give, like, has, has designed for you. So... Yeah. So, so hearing things like this is, it's, it's life changing because, you know, I know, you know, you can't, you can't change culture, but you can change your own mindset mm. and you can help. You can still, you still, you can still be part of a community because that's what in the, you know, the Islander community, that's why you eat together. That's, that's oh, part of connecting, but you can absolutely. also connect in, I don't know, doing a run, running club, just like this guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, I've uh, spent a lot of time with this story, but I, uh, <laughs> No, it's it's look, it's a great story. And, you know, for any of you guys, this is like there may be things that you guys have been wanting to change. On Saturday, we were talking a little bit about what New New Year's resolutions we had at Mm -hmm. church. That was a bit of a discussion. And it is kind of the time of year people want to just do a bit differently. And I think it is significant because this is often one of the top goals that people have is changing their health. Yeah. And it's one that so many people struggle with. So, Mm. yeah, go. Props to the bro, like I said. Go yeah. him. <laughs> like they say, health is wealth. And that's Aye. spiritually, emotionally. So yes. Get on top of our health. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Uh, so this morning, I just wanted to briefly talk about, I've been thinking a lot about um, the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Good segue. Um, yeah, well, okay, a little story time before I, I give you guys some news. So a couple of years ago, you guys may or may not recall, if you, listeners, uh, if you are regular listeners, I was over in New Zealand and I was Bible working with this church. And so basically that just entailed me door knocking the whole town. And while I was there, there was this couple that I, I met and this, oh man, this guy was so fascinating to me. So he didn't necessarily believe the Bible was true. He didn't necessarily believe that God was real. But his approach was, but if the Bible's true and if God is real, I better read the Bible and follow what just in case. And he was, man, he was taking some of that stuff more seriously than people I know who believe that Mm. the Bible is the word of God. Mm. Just really interesting. Anyway, so as you guys know, uh, Lyle has been part of the end digital. So through the year last year, they did a bunch of prophecies. So they did, I think, kind of end time stuff. They looked at Daniel. They did America and the end. And then just before Christmas, they did a, a Christmas one. And so I had emailed this fella um, and his and his wife and just let them know, you know, they're probably in their 70s, great people. And he just emails me back the other day, oh, you know, like yesterday, and he's just like, now, Minnie, I really believe the end is near. And I was like, no, I agree with you, but I just find it so fascinating. Anyway, and he got into politics. So I've just been looking at politics and just I just want to briefly cover, I don't know if you guys know anything about Russian politics, Ooh. but basically an opposition leader I don't know how to pronounce his name. Alexei Navalny Mm -hmm. could be, (laughs) you say it. But he had to leave. He went to Berlin because uh, he believes he was tried to, um, someone tried to kill him with a nerve agent. And as he came back into the country, he was arrested and there have just been massive, massive protests. There's been um, more than 3,000 people who were detained and, and the police have had to break them up. And Kremlin has accused the US of meddling in the affairs, but he says he's ready to talk. Mm. So we've had a bunch of protests there. We know, obviously, in the US recently there were also protests. This is just recent, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In Scotland, they're again talking about um, independence from Britain, you know, which is something that comes up every now and then with these referendums and 
I just find it quite interesting. There's also been rioting youths in a Dutch village and they have um, burnt down a COVID-19 testing centre. I just find this incredibly interesting if we just look at the state of the world. There's so much on the political suit, like political yeah. avenue, mm-hmm. just globally, right? All these different places for a whole bunch of different reasons. There's just a lot of unrest and distrust mm-hmm. in governments. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think it's a good thing. I think it's an interesting thing. And I think that we can look at any of those stories. You know, I could look at any of them in detail. And I'm just like, you know, for me, they're actually, it sounds so cliche, I realize this. But the message of hope is that the final kingdom is the kingdom of God, mm. um, which is going to stand forever. Yeah, you know, which the Bible teaches us that. And because especially watching, if you, I love history, mm. and so if you look back in history, you see the rise and the falls of many kingdoms. Yes, um, and there are many. You know, people have many comments about you know who's in, who's in the top power right now, blah, blah, blah. And it can get discouraging, but to know that the kingdom of God is near and that mm. it is forever and it will never be shaken, um, that is, I, I agree with you, I do see a lot of hope in there. Yeah, fully. Uh, but in another news story, so the world record number of satellites have been launched. So for <laughs> anyone who's interested in this kind of space avenue, this one's for you. Um, so the new yeah world record has been set so. 143 payloads of all shapes and sizes have grown to orbit on a SpaceX Falcon uh, rocket that launched out of Florida. Previously, 104 was the highest amount um, that was launched from an Indian vehicle in 2017. And what they're saying is that it's further evidence of major structural changes taking place in space activity, allowing more actors to get involved, so like across the globe. And it's so interesting to me, right, that there's so much, like, I've just finished talking about that there's, like, all this unrest politically, and then there's this whole group of people being like, but space, (laughs) but what's in space? (laughs) And it is totally incredible. It's its own world up there, you know? Um, So it is very cool, Um, and I think it's amazing that we have the technology. But, yeah, so some of the sizes of these things have been as small as a shoebox or a coffee mug, some smaller than a paperback book. Other ones have been, you know, just kind of a, you know, bigger than that. <laughs> but they're, they're all different sizes. You know, like there's one that was about a suitcase size. I don't know specifically how big a suitcase size is because, they're again, different sizes of suitcases. Yeah. But they're still pretty, pretty big. Um, and traditionally, greater satellites were big multi-ton objects that cost hundreds of millions of dollars to fly, which meant um, that essentially only the military or major space agencies could afford to operate them. But with the adoption of new materials and compact off-the-shelf parts, they've been able to dramatically shrink that size. Mm-hmm. And again, we've kind of seen this, right? People talk all the time about, you know, the phones that we now can hold in our hands has more information than the first computer ever did. Yes. You know, there was a big, massive thing yeah. that, you know, took this much electricity around or whatever. So mm-hmm. it is incredible to see the way our technology has, has advanced. Oh, absolutely. And really in a short amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I don't know when specifically their time frame is that they're looking at in this story. But, uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. And so in Finland, um, the US, Japan, they all took ride to orbit on Sunday, so just gone. And these startups are establishing constellations in the sky that will return rapid repeat imagery of the Earth. Um, And I don't know what really you get to see by doing that. Like, obviously, we know we have, like, Google satellite imaging. I don't know much about this field, Hmm. so I don't know what you do with the information. But it's kind of cool that you can do it. I think with any technology, there's an element where you have to take in, I don't know, like, what the ethics are of using Mm -hmm. it. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think 
we need to understand moral technology. Yeah. Um, but anyway, well done them for having a little exciting look at it all. <laughs> little discovery. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but there was something else I was going to say and it's dropped right out of my brain. Oh, no. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're going to see what happens just with the world ahead of us. I think that Jesus is going to come soon. And then we're going to get to just explore universes, just, I don't That'd know, flight fun. maybe? Yeah. Ourselves? Anyway, it's going to be cool. Yeah. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. It is time for our interview of the day. Today we have Sven Erstring with us. I was just asking how to pronounce your name and I got it wrong anyway. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. Yeah, and we're, I think we're talking about the absurdity of life without God. We are. We are. And uh, this is an amazing thing to, to stop and really think about because often we, we kind of just... Uh, head through our days and we, we believe what we believe and, and we never stop to really think about it. And what mm. I'd like to do is I'd like to take both of you and all of our listeners on a journey back to the, the very beginning of time. Nice. And compare two different stories, okay? Okay. So the first story that we're going to compare is the Christian story or the the theistic story, the, the, um, the spiritual story, which is that there is a being called God mm. who is defined, defines love and he has existed from all eternity and he is also uncaused. So no one made God. So that's really, really important to, to start off. And because God is so intensely relational, because he loves a very creative as well, um, he decided to not only um, exist of himself, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, according to the Bible, but he started to make other intelligent beings. So like angels and the, the other beings on other planets as well um, in this incredible universe that he made. And then finally, about 6,000 years ago, he decided that he was going to make a perfect world, uh, this, this planet, and uh, place two amazing beings on this planet. So with all of the, you know, the meerkats and the, the seahorses and the, the dolphins, you know, there would be these two people initially. Uh, Adam and Eve, who, who God would, would create. But God loves us so much that he would not only create us um, to, to do all of these amazing things, but also with the freedom of choice. Because love can only really be love if it is um, freely given mm. and, and freely received as well. And so God gave Adam and Eve the freedom of choice. He gave us the freedom of choice. But unfortunately, what happened is that we, or Adam and Eve initially decided that they doubted God's goodness and his love and purpose. And so that they would um, go down a different track, the track that God had warned them against. Now, of course, what God could have done is he could have said, well, I'm going to leave them in spiritual quarantine <laughs> and um, leave them to, not for two weeks, not for 14 days, uh, but until they're, you know, it's totally eradicated mm. and the sin uh, pandemic is over and we would have been left to die. But he didn't do that. And what he did is, because of his love for us, he started a process of revealing himself to um, human beings, people down through history. So, so people like, you know, Moses, Abraham, uh, David, and, and all of these other people to start this journey, this, this story of, of love. I, I, it's amazing to think about it. But ultimately, he came as in the person of Jesus mm. um, to die on the cross for us so that we could have the choice of whether we wanted eternal life. 
um, to, to be able to live with him forever. And, and the whole story of Jesus is about this, do you want to have the choice of having eternal life? And of course, Jesus promised, and, and we'll come back to this later in, in the question of the day, we, we, Jesus promised he would come again. And he will recreate this world to be a perfect world where there's no more um, pain or suffering or, or death. So that is overall a quick, brief uh, story of Christianity. Mm-hmm. So, so let me let me quickly before before we make any sort of comment on it, let let me share with you the the story that atheism tells. So the other side. The other side. Mm-hmm. So. In the world, we have these these amazing stories. Now, the other story is the atheistic stories, and it begins with nothing, absolutely nothing. And at at some point in time, and and scientists would would vary on it. Um, there there came this this point of intense uh, uh, energy and density, and it it started to expand expand so rapidly that uh, that we started to get uh, particles and and planets and and um, solar systems and galaxies and all of these kind of things. This this universe expanded in what is called the Big Bang Theory. Um, and, and as time went on, as, as these all the particles coalesced together, they sort of kind of clumped together, um, there came this point in time where a planet formed which had these oceans. And, and in these oceans, uh, atoms started to, to interact, molecules started to interact, and, and the, the, the complex molecules of life randomly formed. Yeah? And and from that, these these molecules somehow randomly came together to form the first living cell. They started to multiply, and, and you got all of the the life form. Life evolved to the point where you had um, us as as uh, beings who could uh, use Apple um, laptops, <laughs> and we could talk on Facebook, and all of those kind of things. Intelligent, intelligent beings. But that's not the end of the story. The end of the story is this, is that with climate change and all those kinds, no matter where you stand on the spectrum on that, um, this planet is in a very precarious situation. Yeah. You know, life is, we're kind of standing on a, a knife's edge. And it's not only this planet, but it's also the entire universe. So, so scientists tell us not only um, the, the atheistic story is that the Big Bang started this universe, but it's also heading towards an end. It's called a big freeze. And that is the, the universe is expanding, expanding. It's, <clears throat> it's actually accelerating. So the particles are being pulled apart. Hmm. So in, in um, trillions of years, uh, we will not, life will not exist. Planets will not exist. Uh, galaxies, solar systems, everything. It will just be this lifeless, cold um, universe where, where particles are just rushing apart. Mm-hmm. We're all going to just, just um, become extinct. Now, it's a long way off, admittedly, but that, that is where life is going. So I guess my question for you is when you compare those two stories, which story is more attractive? It's a huge difference, isn't there, just in... in- purpose of life absolutely and i don't know the nature of relationships and there's so much in that's absolutely why we're here yes and what that means really you know the the fact is that the christian story tells us that there is a a being called god who created us who really does love us yeah and and this is really incredible but you're absolutely right many as as well is that the the atheistic story has a lot of um 
things that don't make sense, mm. absurdities, not, not in a sort of pejorative kind of sense, but, but in a, it just doesn't fit together. The first thing is, how can you get a universe from nothing? Mm. That, that's the first thing you have to ask. I mean, you know, you go back to uh, the sound of music, nothing <laughs> comes from nothing. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, even yeah. uh, Maria can get that. Yeah. <laughs> You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you've got nothing. So that's the first thing. Then, of course, you've got this whole issue of all of this life, you know, the, these complex molecules just yeah. randomly. Like it's, it's the lottery of, of life. But, you know, the probabilities are so incredibly low. But, but you're absolutely right. In terms of for us personally right now, and this is where it becomes very practical, is that in an atheistic world, with the atheistic story, life does not have meaning. Mm. Life does not have many because all of these particles are just particles. We just happen to be a random collections of particles, very, very complex and intelligent uh, collections. But there's no meaning to it, ultimate meaning. Yeah. So, so, so your life is, is just uh, you're on a path that just happening. It, it doesn't mean anything at all. Can I ask, Sven? Yes. For people with that perspective, wouldn't they argue that they give their life meaning? Meaning? They, they do. You can give your life meaning. But what I'm saying is the ultimate meaning of life. I see. Hmm. So, so, so you can give meaning. So, so you could, for example, you know, you could go out there and find a rock pattern. Say, for example, I created a rock pattern <laughs> and, and you come out afterwards and, and you say, I'm going to give this rock pattern meaning. This is effectively what happens in the atheistic world. <laughs> But the question is, does that rock pattern have any intrinsic ultimate meaning? No, it doesn't. Not to anyone else. Not to anyone else. Oh. And when you're gone, yeah. when you die, as you will in an atheistic world, yeah. it, doesn't it, it, it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. Oh, I, I see. So it really just doesn't matter. It that really perspective. What, what is actually happening is when you say, okay, well, this rock pattern has meaning, oh. you're actually pretending oh. that it has meaning. I see. When it doesn't really. Uh-huh. So, so you're going through life with this, this kind of absurd contradiction that you're putting meaning on things that really don't have meaning. The, uh, I was just going to, all I was going to add to that was it's interesting that we still have the desire for meaning. It this is. is the thing because as you said, like whether you say you believe in God or you don't, it's a very human, almost like call of the heart to be like, there needs to be meaning. Yes. Which is, again, interesting. It's like, well, why is that there? Yes. Where does that come from? To need that kind of sense of purpose or sense of, yeah, meaning. meaning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, too, is value. Mm. And, and this is that, that um, there, there is value in a Christian worldview, whereas in an atheistic worldview, values just kind of evaporate. And in particular, moral values, good and, and evil. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and Richard Dawkins said this, at the bottom of the universe, there is no good, there's no evil, there's no meaning, there's no purpose, nothing. He actually said that. Wow. What, and so what this really means is you could be, you could be a Mother Teresa or you could be a Hitler and it absolutely doesn't make doesn't any difference. Matter. It doesn't matter. Ooh, and that's actually significant. It, do, it is you know, very significant. Like, why would we get 
angry about injustice of any kind. That's correct. Because it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter at all. Yeah. Ooh. And so yeah. what what this means is that that when you when you adopt, when you accept an atheistic worldview, there is intrinsically all of these contradictions, these inconsistencies, these these absurdities, if I could put it that way, which which make the atheistic worldview an incredibly um, difficult, very challenging worldview to actually live in. Mm. And, and what, um, what Francis Schaeffer has said is that uh, we live in a kind of like a two-story world where, where for the atheist, the first story has no meaning, no value, no purpose. Mm. And that's where they should live, but they really can't. So there's there's a second story where there is meaning, there's value, there's purpose. And and the Christian worldview takes in all of this, but the atheist needs to continually kind of be jumping up to the second story just to be able to live because they can't live in the first story. It, it, it's all of this con- contradictions. They just don't like it. It's, living in a world where there's no meaning, value, and purpose is it's just a horrible place to be in. Oh, and... Well, at least from my experience with um with friends, I kind of see that this is why spirituality, just in general, like the idea of spirituality is actually quite significant. Absolutely. And it's only been recent that spirituality and religion have been disconnected. For centuries it was always, you know, religion, spirituality went together. But I think it's because a lot of people are going, we, we don't quite, we're not quite willing to subscribe to the God thing for, for various reasons. It could just be the picture of God that they have. But we also see that there can't just be nothing, you know, so it is that kind of in-between space. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why people don't like religion is because they, with religion they see rules. Mm, mm. And, and this whole concept of rules is, is just you want to throw off the shackles kind yeah. of, of religion. But the, the thing with rules is that rules, um, some rules are bad, that's very true. But some rules are good in the sense that they actually say, this is what's good, this is what evil. Avoid the evil, do what is good. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm not saying that what we've discussed here proves that Christianity is true. But what I'm saying is uh, compare the stories and go with the one which really is attractive. Absolutely. I think that, that it'll definitely change the way you see the world, like what you're about. You know, It makes a massive difference, our worldview that we hold into really everything, all the values. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.